You're listening to the Wu Wei Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the second episode of the Wu Wei Podcast. I am your host, Ange, and I am so grateful and appreciative to every single person that has commented, messaged or called about um, the first episode and the feedback and I'm just completely overwhelmed with the kindness and love and response. So thank you to every single person um, who has even just listened to it, even if you haven't reached out about it afterwards. Um, Yeah, just thank you so much. I appreciate it all of it. And I hope to continue giving you value and insight in this beautiful journey of life as you find your woo. So, and for those of you that uh, also mentioned the sort of the drop off the last 10 seconds of the first episode, thank you as well for keeping it real and being honest and letting me know about that. Um, I actually noticed it when I was finalizing everything a few days before the launch, but I decided to keep it in there because I just wanted to show that I'm literally just winging it and making it up as I go along. So if you want to get stuff out there, then get it out there and it doesn't have to be polished. It doesn't have to be perfect. And you know, you're going to learn along the way how to do it better. So uh, yeah, I left that in there and that's just <laughs> really just a technical error because I'm not going to pretend like I'm some professional technical person with that. So that's uh that's a little bit of info there. So I do feel a little bit of pressure following through because I had such an awesome response in the first one. So hopefully I can follow through with that for you. So what this episode will be about is how to figure out what the heck to do with your life or to know if you're like on the right track and also to know that it's okay to not have it all figured out. Your woo, your success is completely defined by you and what you classify is the right way for you to live your life. So the whole for or against or anti or pro or left or right wing sort of conundrum is something that I feel can get in the way sometimes of what's really going on within yourself to figuring out if you're on the right path. So like, I'm going to guess at some point in your life, you've been labeled or put into a box that you might not have wanted to be in. So I mean, you'll come to realize that the labels and boxes people try to fit you in, it's for the sake of their own comfort and not yours. So, I mean, there was a time when I tried to fit into the labels people gave me because I thought it was what I had to do. But the truth is, I'm actually so multifaceted in so many ways that I have so many diverse interests and can relate to so many different varieties of people that one label just doesn't cover it. And I'm going to guess it's probably the same for you too. So I just got fed up with it really. So I just try my best now to just embrace all the weird quirky parts and just be rather than try to be something into a label or in a box. So then I think that you should do that for you too if it's not something that you already do. So and everybody doesn't have to relate to every single part of you. And it's okay to have different types of friends that you do different things with, like have a group of friends that you go to the gym with, have your work friends and then have the friends that you talk business about. So speaking of, I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day and how we both have different friend groups to do different things with. And it's great. We love it. And I think it's quite healthy as well. So it's just a reflection that you're a hundred different versions to a hundred different people. 
they see you um, like through face value by whatever actions you might say or do. And then it gets filtered through their lens, which is reflective of their values, their personal experiences and what they've been taught to believe. So I actually saw a quote on Instagram the other day and it said something along the lines of people hear and assign meaning to what you say at the level of their insecurity. So you could say one thing and then that person could interpret that entirely different based on their perception of reality. Or for an example, um, say you're going to the gym, you go to the gym. One person might believe that you going to the gym makes you a gym junkie because they've never been to one and they don't value fitness as highly as you might. One other person might believe that you're just taking care of yourself and they can relate to that because they value working out as well. Another person might think you never work out because they've never seen you at the gym. And another might think that you're always there because you wear workout gear all the time or something like that. So these are all just stories people are attaching through their own bias to a particular action or truth, which in this example is you go to the gym. So, and I guess it relates to the saying along the lines of do the thing you want to do because you'll get stud- you'll get judged if you do and you'll get judged if you don't. So you may as well do the thing that makes you happy because at the end of the day, the only person that has to truly live with every decision you make is yourself. So people will attach their own stories and meanings to things. If And if they don't become aware of that, then that that is what they truly believe. Like that is their truth to them. So, and people are always going to project their own bias on you, whether that's their limitations, their insecurities or issues. But you have to get to a point where you can sit back and understand yourself well enough to know whether it's someone else's labels or opinions being projected onto you or if it is actually you and your opinion of yourself. So I'm curious, um, when was the last time, if ever, um, you've actually sat down and really deeply thought about your life and if where you are is because you've wanted to be there or if it was from pressure from either society, your parents, peers, or even just self-sabotaging thoughts of shoulds. Like I should just be happy to do this job even though it makes me miserable and depressed and I never have time to see my family and friends or go to the gym Um, or I should just go out tonight and be social because everyone else is going and I don't want to seem like a loser or I should just stay in this relationship because there's nothing wrong and it's convenient and I don't want to be alone and breaking up is hard or I should go to university to study because my parents want me to go. Those like should self-sabotaging behaviors are can also be just as detrimental to other people's opinions. So, and it's easy to be drowned out by all the noise surrounding you every single day. Trust me, I get it. And sometimes facing the real truth can actually be really scary when you're really, truly, brutally honest with yourself. But why should you settle? Like, why should you be living a life that suits everyone around you except for you? So, and I have a feeling this is the case for many people, which is why people end up unhappy, unsatisfied and unfulfilled in their lives, which I'll be the first to admit that has been me at times because I've done what other people have wanted me to do or what I thought I should have done instead of actually just following my intuition. So if you're open to it, I'd love to offer you the idea to sit down for 30 minutes so you can really reflect on where you're at in your life. And be honest with yourself by asking a few questions 
and know that there's no right or wrong answer and try your best, like really, really try your best not to judge yourself for what might come up. Don't write down what you think you should say, like be real and raw. Um, Oh, you could also just do a video or a voice message to yourself really if you're not into writing or typing, but just get it out of you and into existence, whether that's on paper or text or voice. So, and no one ever has to see this. It's purely just for you. And if it's overwhelming to think about all the aspects in your life, then maybe just focus on one or two, for example, career and health. Put on some inspiring music or watch a motivational video before writing down your big goals and dream big. Go as big and as bold as you possibly can, completely judgment-free. The real challenge starts when you bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. So just for an example of a few questions that you could ask yourself or like a situation that you can think of, um, imagine yourself as a 98-year-old sitting on your rocking chair, like reminiscing your life. You're sitting there thinking about all the things that you've done. Um, and what is it that people value in you? Like what have you achieved? What are you, a prou- what are you proud of? What has given you the most fulfillment in life? What are you feeling? Like, how do you know you've lived the most successful life you could possibly have lived? And then from there, when you've sort of tried to visualize that and really thought about that, you can start making the plans to go from where you are now to where you want to be. So, and that that bridge, that middle part, the messy in between, figuring it out along the way, that is the most important part of all. It's like the gray zone. So... And I think the more inner work you do and reprogramming of your subconscious mind and releasing limiting beliefs and letting go of the past, the easier it becomes to express yourself because you're no longer weighed down by what other people think. And they're probably people that don't really matter to you or people that don't contribute any value to your life in any way, might I add, but you're no longer weighed down by their opinions. Their opinions will still be there, of course. Everyone has one. But it's up to you whether you take it on board or be like a duck and let it roll off your back like water. (laughs) Um, Like I remember being in a situation where I was meeting new people and um, someone there that I didn't even know for whatever reason decided to tell me that I'm intimidating. (laughs) I literally had done nothing out of the ordinary other than walk in, sit down and say hello. Um, I was a bit surprised to say the least because – uh, it can take a lot for me to get fired up at someone and I was in no way trying to be intimidating at all. So it was a bit confusing and yeah, it was just, I was just taken aback by it really. And like on another occasion in a similar situation, new place, new people, someone told me that I'm very quiet and shy, which I found super interesting as well because anyone that knows me well knows I'm pretty friendly and outgoing when I'm in the right environment, but In this particular situation, I just didn't feel the need to be overly talkative in the conversation. I was quite content just observing. So I think it's just a great reflection as well um, of you being a different version to different people. People will see in you what they want to see. So, and the truth is you won't be for everybody and that's okay. This will probably sound harsh for some people, but you will always be the villain in their story and that's okay too. Not everybody, just those few key select people. And like having to accept this, uh, personally for me, it was really hard initially because I didn't like the idea of being hated or unliked. But 
the truth is there are some people that will just straight up not like you whatsoever. There is nothing you can say, nothing you can do that will change their minds and that's that. So like I've wasted time and energy in the past trying to convince people to think of me in a certain way or try to tell my side of the story so I'm not so harshly judged or try to get them to like me or to try and explain myself or not be so weird or loud or quirky. But I tell you what, it's bloody exhausting and people that have no interest in changing their opinion about you are not worth the effort. The ones that matter that truly want the best for you, they're the ones that are going to be there no matter what and they won't judge you for mistakes you might make or stupid things you might have done or decisions that you've made. Instead, they'll be there helping you through it and that's the type of people you want to spend your time and energy on. So I honestly hope as time goes on and I become more self-expressive as a person, offline, online, um, that I deter people away. Like I want people to be turned off from me when they get to know me. So, um, And if they don't want anything to do with me, then great. I used to be so fixated on trying to please everyone that the version of me that was sometimes there was so filtered because I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't want to be seen as controversial or make someone not like me, which resulted in a version of me that was really only a fraction of who I really was. I became so diluted. However, the more you step out as a person, the more refined the people around you will be as well. And I find it so interesting that... When I've started to put up boundaries, certain people in my life have drifted away. There's nothing wrong with it. And it's not to say they'll never drift back into my life, but it just means at that point in time, our lives were just not on the same boat. And that's all right. So like I'll tell you right now, if you've never been assertive with boundaries in your life, when you start putting in boundaries in place, you're going to make some people feel very uncomfortable. It doesn't mean cut off everyone outside of that. It just means that you'll be limiting your time to people that might not respect your boundaries. And as someone who grew up without ever really knowing or understanding what boundaries were, I just thought that people were rude or selfish when they would put in a boundary. For example, I thought saying no to things was rude or taking time out to take care of myself was selfish and a luxury. So, But now I see it as a really respectable thing to do. When you say no to things, you're honoring your energy and time and resources so that they can be put into the things that are more aligned with you and your goals. We've got so much limited time, energy and resources that you want to make sure that it's going fully into the things and people that wholeheartedly matter to you. Like we don't have time for filtered, watered down versions of you. We want to see the real raw version of you lit up every day, doing what you love and living your woo. Be okay with shining your light. I want you to be okay with shining your light. Like that might sound (laughs) airy-fairy, like, ooh, shine your light. But it's just being honest with yourself and living true to what you actually want in life and want to do. So be curious. Just explore. Like there's, there's the time where you have to do one sole job or one sole career for your whole life is gone. Like it's more about dabbling into the things that you want to do, like explore, be curious. And if you're being told that you're, you know, insert word here, you're, you're too loud, you're too much, you're dominant, you're power hungry or whatever it is, it's not a reflection of you necessarily, but the person who says it because dominant could be assertive. Power hungry could be driven. 
Like too loud could be confident and too much could be too complex for their small brain to contemplate. So they'd rather you calm down and you play small so that they can feel better about themselves and their life choices. When you can solidify who you are as a person within yourself, everyone else's opinions and thoughts are secondary. Like stick to your values, your principles, and know that you're doing the best that you can with what you know. So take up space. You're allowed to. You don't need to dim your light so that other people can feel comfortable playing small, like staying in their comfort zone just on autopilot. I want you to challenge that notion. And to be honest, you might start seeing different people coming into your life and some others no longer in it. So I don't want you to be less for others just because they can't handle you being more. I've been told <laughs> I've been told I'm rude and stuck up, which is fine. Everyone has an opinion. But there have been times when I've been rather vulnerable where I used to take this to heart so much to the point where I wouldn't say my opinion in case it came across as stuck up or I wouldn't disagree because I didn't want to be rude. When upon reflection, I was actually just standing up for myself and being assertive in how I felt about it rather than just rolling over and accepting it, which can make people get defensive or uncomfortable. So, and <laughs> side note here, how other people feel is not your responsibility. <laughs> that doesn't mean go around and be mean to everyone. It's just that if you need to say no to something or someone for the sake of your well-being, then that is what you need to do. How that other person reacts is their responsibility, not yours. You might find them react in a way that was not ideal or you might be surprised and they react really well and support you instead. Either way, you need to do what's best for you because it is not your job to emotionally babysit people. I'm a I'm just say that again just in case. <laughs> it is not your job to emotionally babysit other people. I'm sure you have enough to deal with handling your own emotions anyway. So you can still care and love for people, of course, but it doesn't mean that you emotionally carry them. That's not yours to carry. There's only so much emotional baggage that one person can carry. So if you start to try and carry other people's, then your own emotions get left behind or put down. The more confident you get in yourself, the more you will repel the kinds of people you don't want in your life anyway. So the ones that are there to see you win and congratulate you are the ones that will embrace you becoming more confident. They'll be cheering you on every step of the way because they're not uncomfortable with your success or happiness. They don't feel like it's a competition. That's that growth mindset, that abundant type of thinking that is open to seeing everybody win. And there is enough room for everyone to win. If you believe there is, then that's what your subconscious mind will find evidence for. And you'll start to see more people winning around you and you'll eventually be one too, if not already. If you're stuck in that, uh, that, that fixed mindset, the scarcity mindset where you don't believe there is enough room for everybody to be happy and successful, then that's what your subconscious mind will look for so that it solidifies that belief in your mind. Your subconscious beliefs are so important in creating your reality. So it's a good idea to check in with that too. If you're open to it, take some time to write out what you believe about life or 
the particular area you were reflecting on before, like earlier in the podcast, um, like what are your beliefs around using those examples? What are your beliefs around career and health? Do you believe you have to have one career for the rest of your life? Do you not even want a career? How high do you value your health? Like what, what are the beliefs that comes up for you naturally and just get them out on paper? Money is a great example, actually. So do you believe you have to work hard for money? Do you believe that there is never enough? Does talking about money make you feel a certain type of way? And why is that? Like what beliefs drive that feeling or thought? When you can pinpoint what that is and identify if the experience is negative or not, then you can recognize triggers and release limiting beliefs and take the lessons that you need from it and then just reprogram your beliefs to match how you want that area of your life to look like. By the way, if any of this isn't making sense <laughs> or you're confused about something I've said, just DM me on Instagram. I'd be happy to clarify. Or if you have an opposing thought, by all means, I'm always open for discussions to expand my thinking and challenge my thoughts. I love it. So your subconscious beliefs are unique to you. And the beautiful thing is when you realize what they are, you have the power to change them. If need be, to make sure that they're working for you and your goals. Lastly, um, when you're trying to figure out your woo and just find your way, I want to mention anchors and finding anchors that ground you. I get it. It can be super scary to try something new and get out of your comfort zone. But having some anchors to help you in testing times are what can really help you take that leap or do that big scary thing that you want to do. For me, that was like anchors wise. For me, that was building a support network made up of professionals and friends and family, like people you can reach out to or lean on. I've taken some <laughs> pretty bold steps in life, I guess you could say at times. And when I've spoken to others about certain things I might've done, they've said, oh, I could never do that. And every time I hear it, my automatic response is yes, you can. If you really want something, you go after it. And it can be a little easier if you know you have the network and support there to catch you if you fall or stumble or mess up. Know that you can absolutely start over. Start from scratch wherever you are or take a new direction entirely, especially if you've got someone, you know, that you can call at any time, bawling your eyes out and they won't judge you or tell you I told you so. Instead, they listen and support you with whatever it is that you want to do. And that's what I want for you. I want you to find that kind of network and support. That's what you need in your life. Like it might not happen overnight um, finding that that network entirely, but with persistence, you'll find those people eventually. And the more you become yourself, the more you will attract those people into your life. The second sort of anchor um, for me that I found was having some kind of daily routine or non-negotiables for the day. So um, I make my bed every morning. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's because it was ingrained in me, um, but it it just starts you off on the right foot. Uh, there's a, an internet, um, sorry, there's a talk floating around on the internet about how making your bed is like achieving one thing in your day first thing in the morning and how it can set you up for the day and uh, something like that. Um, I can't remember who it was, but anyway. And yeah, so like 
have non-negotiables, like make your bed, have your morning coffee whilst taking a few deep breaths before you get into the day, um, like trying to move your body every day, have those non-negotiables for you so that you can have, and like don't have like a massive list because it can be overwhelming. <laughs> also been there, <laughs> been there, tried that and it can just become too much. So just three to five things just to start with, um, non-negotiables for the day and know that at the end of the day, if, even if you didn't get everything that you needed to do done, you've done those things. And when you go to lay your head down at night, you get to unmake your freshly made bed and it just it just feels more satisfying. And having that as an anchor is knowing that you're on the right path. Well, it can help anyway, knowing that you're on the right path. So the third thing I want to say is try to compliment someone or do something kind at least once a day whether to a stranger, a friend, or a partner, like tell them something nice. Let that girl know that you love her outfit. Message your mom and let her know that you're thinking of her. Surprise your partner with little love notes around the house. It's the little things that can really make someone's day. And the world needs more of that, which will in turn improve your day too with that like feel good vibes if you do that. The fourth thing I'm going to say is be intentional. After doing the exercises, as mentioned before, and having an idea of what you're working towards, it makes it easier to be more intentional with your time and day. Do one thing every day, big or small, that will take you a step closer to achieving what you want in life. These are just examples, by the way. So what worked for me might not work for you exactly. And that's cool. Like take what you want and leave the rest. Find what works for you. Find your anchors and your grounding techniques that will keep you going and help you bounce back when needed. Oh, actually one more thing that I forgot that um, has really helped me is having like a, a confidence list. If you are having those down days um, and you just feel like you're in a rut or something like that, have a list of things that you can do that will help you get out of that rut. So for example, for me is like listening to a podcast or go for a walk outside or have a shower or like brush your teeth, like just have a few activities there um, that can help you get out of that rut or just sort of shift your mindset a little bit if you are having one of those those types of days. So having like a that kind of list, uh, you can call it whatever you want, like the confidence list, your soul soothing list, <laughs> whatever works for you. Um, that could also be a great sort of anchor or thing to turn to whenever you need to as well. So hopefully this episode has gotten you thinking a little bit about where you're at and where you want to be. But more importantly, I hope it's been helpful in some way or another. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel called to, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If you're feeling extra nice, that would be absolutely amazing. Um, otherwise, I appreciate your time so much. Remember that you're amazing and to finding your woo and living your way.